Hey, 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 it's MMA and Beyond. We're episode 14. We talk about fights, the fight game, mindset, and whatever else comes up. So honored to be here. I'm Steve Maraboli here with the great Ray Longo, trainer to so many UFC fighters, so many champions, and of course, synonymous with excellence and heart. The Sarah Longo team, so happy to be here with Tony Ricci, Fight Shape Ricci, not only a sports science advisor to Team Sarah Longo, but of course, professor with the Department of Sports Sciences at Long Island University, Brooklyn, with over two decades of experience with boxers and MMA athletes. And of course, the great artist, the great attorney, Mike Resigliano, who for the first time ever, our podcast received a phone call telling us how amazing Mike Resigliano. More on that later. I'm more right on that later. How Ray. they got our phone number. Yeah. How right. they got the unpublished phone number and access this. to us, we yeah. will talk about later. How about he gave it to him? The first psychic Steve, ever. I don't think to, it takes Sherlock Holmes <laughs> to figure out who gave know, it to him. We will detail get to... Why we got our first phone Heart call warming. later. Always an honor to be here. What's going on, Ray Longo? Man, nothing much. <laughs> <laughs> you you should have some downtime. You had a bunch of fighters. Bunch we talked about how crazy your yeah. couple of months had been. Is it is it down? Are you relaxing? You? Well, I thought we I had a great week. Yeah, you know we uh, we got word back that uh, it took them twenty three minutes to deny Marab's appeal. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, let's move on to the next it, phase. It's of so interesting operation. To see that. Change the commission. They actually made it. Re they made a smart move for the the uneducated observer. How so? I'm well, curious. because <laughs> because they sh they reshaped the conversation. So you have you know what we'd call Mike, and you know this. You practice in this and in influence as well. Is that they sh they did what's called the straw man argument, where you create a straw man, you get everyone to agree on the straw man, and you knock it down. But you know it's a straw man. And that way you could win. And, and and we kind of helped them shape it because we were talking about Marab's exactly. consciousness, whether exactly. he was conscious or not. And we brought up the point that unless you had an fMRI machine, right. you're not going to know he was conscious or not. And all the indications he was doing, right. everything he was doing, it wasn't jerky movement. He was consciously not only responding, he was doing literally everything else. What else do you want him to do? Sing a song? Yeah. He was moving his hand and he was kicking, bicycle kicking his legs. And more importantly... Um, he, he he made it to the last round. So what they actually did in that denial of the of the request for to to turn over the decision was they did a straw man argument. They said it was clear that he was unconscious, or whether it was clear or not clear, the referee made his decision. That's a great argument. However, that's not the argument. The argument is actually about retroactive decision making. We don't know, and nobody will ever know. I don't care how great of a cognitive scientist you might be. Unless you had that fMRI machine there, you don't know if he was unconscious or not. You can only guess. Right. You can only give your expert opinion, just like I could. But what we do know, absolutely do know, is that within the regulation time of the fight, within that regulation time, the referee did not wave off that fight. Exactly. He actually, if you watch it back, when the buzzer went, the buzzer that sounds the completion of the fight. Right. He just parts them. And that will give him something else. Because, again, that's why they don't want the ref speaking. He's already been prepped on what to say and all of that stuff. And, look, we need a change. There's got to be a little transparency. There's got to be consistency. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. But even as far as the consciousness goes, Steve, I want to say this, right? Uh, the ref actually does a great job. He does a great job. He does a great job up until if, I mean, up until what we can observe, he does a great job. He's checking the guy's hand. As much as his hand was out, he's moving his legs. Anytime he grabbed his hand, he gave him a thumbs up. He checked to see if he was conscious. He made the decision. He made the right decision. The, the bell rings, whether you want to say he's unconscious or not. What did he do then to check? We're looking at it on tape. We are looking at it, and, and to, to specify what you're talking yeah. about, the closest professional to the action determined that the fight should not be stopped. Right. The referee, mm -hmm. who is in place to make these determinations, determined that during the time of the fight, it should not be stopped because when he right. checked on him, he showed cognitive awareness to give a thumbs up or to move bicycle moves in that Right, exactly. In that mechanical right. manner, not a jerky manner. Anyone right. who knows an unconscious person, you might do it in your sleep. 
Right. You ever kick your legs right. in your sleep? Yeah. It's jerky. It's not a mechanical motion. It's jerky. Right. And so this guy made the decision to not stop the fight, which was the right, right decision. Right. Afterwards yeah. is where it gets blurry. Yeah, it. But up until that point, I'm saying this guy does a great job in this fight. He really does. He did. He did great. Right. You know, I thought, listen, I was at a Yankee game one time. The umpire calls a strike. The guy next to me, I was in like the fourth row. He called a ball. The ump changed it. See, dead silence. Never Crickets. once. <laughs> Never once. I mean, imagine that. The guy from the fourth row starts telling you That's it, that right was up. a ball. This is what's crazy is that the guy who's right there, look, we could, we, look we're not going to get nowhere because, right, right, like, right. again, it's like politics, you know. That that wall is blue. No, it's red. No, it's blue. I mean, this is where we're at. I mean, it doesn't make sense. I just, all I wanted was somebody show me on tape because everybody's saying he waved it off. Just show me where he waves exactly. it off. We see I, I him, have a we see him separate the I, I have a question, though. Was the appeal denied, or, or did they deny him the right to appeal? The uh, appeal was denied. The New York State Athletic Control Board denied his appeal. No, New, York, New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. New, Jersey. Yeah. New Jersey State Athletic Control Board denies his appeal. Um, it was penned by Commissioner Larry Hazard Sr., and uh, has a wrote about the results can be overturned due to a clear referee error. But in this instance, the uh, committee, uh, the commission found that referee Liam Kerrigan did not make one. He did not make a clear error. But did he did he file like did he say, here is my appeal and here is the reasons A, B, C, D and E why uh, uh, the, the decision should be overturned. And they went through that and said, well, we don't disagree with A, B, C, and D, or did they say, don't even bother because we're not overturning it. We're denying you the right to even appeal because it was so clear-cut to us of what had happened. Hazard wrote, in summary, I do not find that Mr. Kerrigan, I'm saying this is the referee's name, committed a self-evident and palpable error or, or even any error which comes close to that standard, meaning that that there was a clear referee error. And I agree with that. That's a very smart, sure. well-written yeah. point well, because was, we're not, it's not the referee. The referee did a great job. He didn't yeah, make an yeah. error. It was out of his hands. And the exactly. greatest flag of it, the greatest flag of it is that you don't, there is no transparency. Right. When you want to know that there's something wrong and something, is, something isn't right is when transparency is denied. And in this occasion, it's that. And they created a straw man where right. they have successfully gotten everyone to argue about whether Marab was conscious or right. not. Exactly. That's not the question. The question is, where are retroactive decisions made? Mm -hmm. The referee did not on any video you can see, make that decision. Right. It was made somewhere else, and it was definitely made, wherever it was made, after the bell rang. The bell rang. Period. And that's it. And that's so that's, that's the question. That's, that's and there's nothing want, wrong with saying, yeah. you know what, you're right, we were wrong. Let's, uh, yeah. let's, well, let's turn it to like a, a no contest, like, you know, whatever oh, it is. You went too hard the world doesn't Nick, blow up. You did this, you did that. Dude, we just give me an answer. I, don't, I really don't give a crap. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like... I, I I respect the dude, man. I really do. Your don't. emotional response was indicative of an injustice done right. to one of your and, your fighters like, who you treat like wrong, family. Like we sp spoke, Tony. What is wrong with saying, "Look, we made an error. We're going to move forward, and we just want to make sure it doesn't happen again." Give us something exactly. that you actually give a shit, because you know what? All you hear about is you know these athletic commissions. Everybody, it's fighter safety. Well, if it's fighter safety, and you watch the guy get choked to death for a minute, for, you got I mean, that's a crank. great job. That's a great job you're doing. But again, to Liam's thing, he was checking the guy out, and he was okay with it, as was everybody else. Again, what transpires after that bell, that's what we want analyzed. I don't care. Look, nobody's mentioning Ricky Simon. Nobody's mentioning Marab. These two guys fought their balls off. They did a great job, both of them. And, you know, like even Ricky Simon, when he gets up, he goes, look, he's out. And Marab goes, no, I'm not. Power to Ricky Simon. He's trying to win that fight mm -hmm. any way he can. I'm not even – that's a good thing. He's the, that's great. If the ref wants to be a dope and buy into that, so be it. But that's – No problem like, with Ricky Simon. Both guys really, it's really not fair to both of them because I'm sure Simon's not getting the credit, you know, for, for what he thinks he did. Marab's certainly not getting the credit for putting his life on the line and wanting to, you know, survive the minute because he wants to win the fight that bad. And, and that alone was worth the price of admission. And that's why I think the UFC did a great thing by going, you know what, we recognize it. We don't care what... 
what the athletic commission says. We recognize what you did, and here's $50,000. Yeah, yeah. I hope it eases the pain a little bit. And I, I really commend them because there were a lot of great fights that night. But yeah, they chose that. Yep. They really – so I think that was a great thing, and I think uh, – it, again, it. I go back to like with Dana White, the athletic commission – no, he, Al can't fight for a championship. Dana White, you know what? Al wins this fight. He's the champion. Like, I'm going, we have to almost treat these guys like the Uncle Junior effect in the Sopranos. Make them think he's the head of the mob and everybody else is running things. Yeah, okay, he's not fighting for the championship. Thank you. You know, and then you know, just right. yeah. go on and who cares? You think the public's going to care? Exactly. They don't give a crap. Exactly. You know, as far as I'm concerned, Marab won. That's what I'm going mm -hmm. by. You know, I'm but making a decision. They can they can deny the appeal that quickly, then I'm making a decision. He won. You know what I mean? I don't know. We might as well. It's a kangaroo court at this point. Well, who gives a crap? Where they are fortunate, where we are unfortunate, where they are fortunate, if it was two higher-profile fighters, this commission, I feel, would would be in public trouble. This, I, I think that's a that's a really good point. Great point. I don't Imagine really think it. Yeah, I think if it was if it was a McGregor, yeah. if it was a high profile oh fighter, and this thing happened, yeah. and then it was Dana followed White, up Dana with this White sweep up, went berserk. Yeah. It would have been. But you're right. They they're almost lucky. They're banking that it on was it. one guy. You know, two guys that nobody really heard of too much yet. They are. Re I, I'm agreeing with that 100 percent because. You know, that's why I said we can't. We're not going to let it go. You I, listen, know what I mean? And this is this is I, I have I've it specialized. Has, and it has nothing in to do this. with who won the fight at this point. And honestly, it has nothing to do whether the guy was conscious or unconscious. <laughs> I now have it's about specialized. How Ray, did you handle in this? this? I have specialized in influence and conversations for two decades. Yeah. I know how to shape and to change the subject, to create the straw man, to get you guys arguing about something else. It is the brilliance of of, of not only Mike. You know this. It is the brilliance of this type of influence and communication, right? It's 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 what I call the the, the brilliance of politics, right? You get the Happens you get the masses you get the masses arguing about which poison they should drink, right? And that's yeah, yeah. that's really it. And what this guy keeps doing is they have reshaped the conversation because what they don't want you to see is that in fact an entire fight played out. And they're just ignoring that. They're saying something happened that didn't happen. It was waved off. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, but it do we wasn't. Have any idea why they would want to do that at this point, though? I think I think that there is a tremendous amount of just general hubris, and because the New Jersey State Athletic Control Board gets a lot of flack for being that kind of kangaroo court kind of thing, I think they do not want to find that fallibility. I just don't. I don't think that they want to find it. I I don't know the commissioner, but I know what I'm listening no, to. Larry's a good dude. I know he what really I'm listening to, and I know what a reshaping of a conversation is. I see it from a thousand miles away, and even in the statement that that Mr. Kerrigan didn't commit an error, uh, a, a clear referee error, is absolutely true. Yeah, you cannot argue well. it, yeah. and it's a great answer to a question no one's asking. Right. And, and, and that's what yeah. I admire Right, the tactic, right, exactly. however, it is a great question that other fighters should be asking. And my point is that if this was a higher profile fight, right. this great question would have more profile as well. Right. Instead, we're the only ones really still still speaking about it. And had you not had a very emotional response about it, the whole conversation would be dead completely. Exactly. Look, I, at this point, if nothing happens, I will really have felt like I let this kid down, though, at this point, you know, so I hope his management team does the right thing, they're going to take it to the next level, and we'll see what happens, but I don't think we should stop until we exhaust mm -hmm. everything, and if that doesn't work, I say we just go right to Twitter. I think we got like a million and a half people, we'll just bombard them. Let's do a <laughs> Trump on this. I think this is what happens to this guy. They drive him crazy because he can't get an answer on anything. Then he just goes berserk. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think this is where we're heading. It's going to be a tsunami coming. And and shout out to Matt Cully and his team and, and yeah. who who are taking good care of him. And of course, Marab during all this has the greatest attitude of anyone you've ever Kids met. Awesome. Yeah, he's 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 just he he's got that that attitude of gratitude, man. That I'm sure is going to get him really far, not only in the UFC but in life in general. And and I'm glad we could have this discussion because it it is again for me as a casual fan really. Uh, it's interesting to see that this kind of thing can, can take place. You you hear about the the questionable questionable uh, boxing commissions back in the '80s, and I'm sure before that. Uh, and it just seems like the UFC would just 
would be associated with and and MMA would have a higher caliber because it's more a, com a complete sport and it seems yeah. to be more on the up and up and it's kind of disheartening to see this kind of behavior especially as a as a casual observer to see this kind of behavior and, and a clear error that wouldn't hurt you at all because again right. it's a low level fight it, again it doesn't hurt you oh, you know what we're going to make this adjustment it yeah, was a unanimous I mean, it that's was the, a, I think the bottom line is yeah. like, why are you afraid to make a change don't double down always yeah. it's okay like, to be wrong sometimes exactly. that's how you get better right. uh, and and that's uh, that's all right and I'm glad and again, that we have this I, I was saying like, I want to be wrong I really do show me the tape where mm -hmm. he waves it off everybody's talking about it how could nobody produce it if you show I say hey, I was wrong I didn't see it but you know since I was there with everybody else we see it on tape like, how else are you going to see it? It's already on tape. The guy didn't, he taps the fighters like you normally do with the bell, sound of the bell, and he doesn't really move. He's not doing anything. Marab rolls over. Ricky Simon says, look, he's out. Marab says, no, I'm not. He goes to get up. The doctors come in like they should. They tell him to lay down. Where is the problem Can, right now? What obligation does the fighter have to stand up after exactly. the bell? I don't know what obligation the fighter has at that moment. Right. And so if the, if if you're saying that when the bell rings you must get up and look alert and alive, yeah. then say that. But I don't know that a fighter has that if he wants to just sit. I've seen plenty of fighters just sit there afterwards. Yeah. I've seen plenty of fighters in a some sort of grappling position when the bell rings, they both just lay flat on their back exhausted. Do you do you retroactively call that because of positions that were gained? And again, it's it's a it's a different scenario. However, when Kevin Lee got kicked and he did that dance, the reason he did that dance is although he was semi-conscious and being able to focus on his opponent, he was not in control of his body right. because part of his body was flipped off and, sh and shaken. You can make a strong argument, depending on what level of consciousness you require to not call a fight off, that he was semi-conscious well, in that. That's so a what good do you point. Do? Conscious or unconscious now? I, I think you're semi. You're about <laughs> where I'm actually I'm, unconscious. You were about right where now. Kevin Lee what was. I'm, talking about. I'm unconscious. <laughs> the level I'm still of talking. But let me just say, I heard Chael Sonnen do a thing, and you know, I, I think I mentioned this before. I don't know if I did, but he does a great job. I didn't even know Ricky Simon was his guy, mm -hmm. and I'm agreeing with Chael. All you could do is make an observation. That's the key. You can't tell anybody what happened. I'm not telling anybody what happened. But, like Chael says, I don't get it. I never saw it before. But what I'm observing is anytime that guy went to touch him, you know. You, we we go he, to he the mat. We up. have existing precedent. What you happens know. also when you do get choked out? I mean, I've been choked out, yeah. I, and I've, I've seen my ancestors, okay? Yeah. And, and it, you, nobody, were, I, if you're out, you're out. We've yeah. seen the procedure of what it exactly. takes to revive somebody who's out, 100% out. What about Kiesa? They stopped the fight. He goes, what the hell are you doing? Right. Like, like, I mean, like, for all the fighters and coaches out there, if you think this is acceptable, you know, and you're going to sit there and not do nothing, then we're never going to get nowhere. So I, I think in the future... We have to either have an organization. I almost think it takes like a mothers against drunk driving. You know, they did yeah. was for years. Sure. You know, and you oh, know, wait, no, Ray, until sorry, until on, until that group formed and started going to people's houses and picketing and doing something, nothing was going to change. Ray, with that. I, I got a question. So now yeah. he files an appeal. The appeal is denied. I'm assuming that he filed a formal appeal and right. it was just denied. What is his alternative now, in terms of, is there? Like, he's exhausted his administrative remedies. Now, is there a, a court he can go to, I theoretically, if he I'm wanted a, to? I'm based on what I'm hearing, yes. There is. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So, But, it, again, that's what the management team and the lawyers I've spoke to already are ahead of that. They, they already knew. Look, everybody knew they were going to deny that appeal. Nobody thought that thing was, was going right. anywhere. Does anybody even know of a decision that was ever overturned? I, I don't know. I'm not it's, a it, it, it It becomes, for me— more of a student of the situation. Because it, it could come down to even writing the attorney general, writing the governor, and making. I think it's good if you want to go that far. Then we're going to have to do. It. Somebody's going to, you know, it. That's for me. It's alarm the other fighters. Yeah. So let everybody else. For me, I go back to just being, you know, my nerdy science self. For me, I'll, I'll erase and not get emotionally attached to the things that are subjective, based on the subjective experience. So Chael Sonnen's right. I also listen to his podcast. Great podcast. But did you hear what he said about this? Yeah, thing? it was great. I it's, thought he Chael Sonnen's brilliant. I thought he was just honest. But again, I don't want to be distracted from what I'm looking at. Right. What I'm looking at is, was he conscious, not conscious? 
absolutely nobody knows. So right. I'm going to skip out of that right. emotional conversation. I'm going to go to what we absolutely yeah. do know, that we have an HD from 10 different angles, <laughs> that this yep. fight was right. played out in full yes. without a referee stopping it. Right. Somewhere after the fight, they decided that the referee retroactively stopped it. Right. That didn't actually That's happen. That's so the issue. what's the precedent? Even if you don't overturn this, keep denying it till you blew in the face. Yeah. But the next guy that puts in six weeks of training, the next guy that moves right. out of that's his country, the, the next guy that's fighting for the title, the next guy that's hoping for that bonus, the next guy that's there who gives his all, does he need to stand up when this is over if he's right. in a tough position? Can he be exhausted? Right. Can he stand up and then be told by the doctors to lay back down and be told he's unconscious? Three seconds after saying, I'm, I'm not unconscious, I'm fine, yeah. I'm just tired, dude. Yeah. You were just trying to strangle me right. for a minute. That's not the most pleasant experience. I roll, I roll for a few minutes at a time in a round, and afterwards, you even if I'm not down. being exactly. strangled, yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. I'm taking that minute between rounds. Well, if we watch this juggernaut go for 15 minutes straight, give himself a stinger, taking the guy down. His arm goes numb. He still makes a decision to survive. You know what they say? Well, and not only on a and choke. In the end. Well, his neck, it's yeah. a neck crank it's simultaneously. It's really more of a neck crank. Totally. You know? Totally. Full crank. In the and, end, and well, the, yeah. the round ended. Yeah. The referee stood them up, and they, they announced that the referee calls a stop to the fight, and that is absolutely not again, what remember happened. Remember this, Steve. Nick Lumbo was walking over to Bruce Buffer, who was waiting for the scorecards. He had the scorecards in his hand. He was going to give Bruce the scorecards, and uh, Mark Gard had stopped him. So there again, like, so Nick didn't see nothing, obviously. Now, how does he even Everybody testify? else was going as if it, it was what we all saw, which exactly. the fight ended. You know, we were all watching going, Rob, get through this, buddy. You yeah, killed yeah, him yeah, the yeah, first yeah. two on, rounds. Man, you got this fight. You got this fight, go. which turns out yeah. he would have had this fight. Yeah. It's, it's, um, he did what he was supposed to do in that situation. He showed that he was conscious with a thumbs up, with his legs. With He couldn't do anything else. You've been in those situations. Mm. You've been in those situations. You've been in those situations. What do you want to sim sing a song? You want him to do what? He, he gave did. the thumbs up. He said, had That's what they want you to he do. He had three he limbs available, and he moved all three on request, on command, and to, like there's nothing else he could have done. If not for Marab, for any other fighter, if I had more fighters in there, tell me what my fighter should know to do. Should he stand up, even though a doctor is walking in and saying, lay back down? Should he stand up so that he doesn't lose the fight retroactively, even though you think it's over? Maybe it's not completely over. This is what the precedence is. Whether consciousness or not, you've gone to advanced degrees in psychology. Cognitive scientists still don't agree what consciousness mm -hmm. even is. Mm -hmm. So the commission's yeah. not going to know. Right. What we can agree on is that this, this fight played what, out in full, and the referee did not look, stop it. Would, Why are you saying he stopped it? What would make me happy is to see these guys cross-examined on the stand and explain what they're talking about. I'm saying they will get shredded. Like, to a, to a lawyer, they'll have a feel. Oh, I can tell from the lawyers I'm talking to. They're dying to get in Ask there. Ask the question this I is... just asked. How did you say you stopped the fight yeah, that right. we all saw you didn't stop? How do you retroactively do something that we all saw didn't happen? Right. And that's it. Explain that. That's, that's the biggest thing for me. Consciousness, you're never going to qualify Opinion is subjective. You know that witness, yeah, and, eyewitness opinion trying, is never, look, is the least wanted in a Steve, court case. I'm trying case. to leave out what I even think. Right. I'm just saying what I've observed. I'm, we're all looking at the same thing. All I want to say, tell me what you see. Because I see a guy stopping the right. fight at the bell, and then I see him standing there. That's Period. It. That's it. That's what I see. And I see Marab. I hear Ricky Simon go. See, that's what I'm saying. They're going to have trouble because... It's right there, and anybody that wants to disagree, when I forget about who won the fight, forget about whether he was conscious. Tell me what you saw when he separated him at the bell. That's it. Let's mm -hmm. just start with that. When you said referee calls a stop to the fight, please explain to me why nobody watching saw that. Yeah, and again, if you could produce a tape from another angle, I'll go. You're I, good with I, it. I was wrong. Yeah. Sorry about that. When Chris was fighting. And he got kneed right. when he was putting his hands down. The ref didn't see that, correct? He I, did. I don't even know. That was just and, and he gave him the time 
because it, he said it was an illegal blow. Am I correct? And then they said no. I looked at the tape where someone else said I was it was a legal blow. Look, here, here's what we go, Mike. Let, let, because this is, I don't want to. I don't even want to go down this road. Two separate but, things. Yeah, I'm going to. Well, that's my things. question but is, here, is that here's what, I'm going to say one thing on missed, this. Obviously, something. one thing on this is that New York went to the instant replay. They don't have instant yeah, don't replay. Have, yeah. New Jersey has instant replay. And they they didn't, didn't go, go to instant. Exactly. And like, if you guys can't figure can't out what is shit. going on, you can't like, write this. Yeah, you can't write this. But shit. my point at the end of the day is that that ref missed something. And retroactively went back to it. He, that ref didn't do he anything. He didn't go back. So, no, so somebody on the outside again went, went back. Yeah, and and that's the problem. The, this is like, isn't that what happened with in Marab's case? The USC, yes, we, correct. The, the someone else went back. Should Here's make a parallel. it like American Idol. You call in to yeah. say what you think right. should happen, and whoever gets the no, most phone calls. No, my point at the end of the day is that the ref, <laughs> someone else made that call that the ref missed. And they retroactively went back with a replay that with didn't exist. With the replay, with the replay. That's yeah. what my point is: is that yeah. in Chris's fight, the ref missed that. Someone else called it. They retroactively, retroactively went back and then changed the decision. In happened, this situation, yes. the ref missed it. If it no, even the ref happened, didn't miss anything. Hold the ref on, did. just stay with me. Yeah. If it even if it didn't, even if theoretically it happened, he missed it. Someone else then came in and said, "No, no, that happened. You missed it." And he retroactively went back. But what I'm saying is that they said they said the ref is saying that he retroactively went back and said the Rob was out. First of all, the ref is not saying anything, Mike. Either way, Mike, the ref stops the fight. He doesn't say a word. Either way, Mike, why do you say the ref said something? No, no, just let me let me. Who said that Marab retroactively was out? Who said that? The ref or someone else? No, the, nobody's heard from the ref. Yeah, nobody's so heard from what the I'm ref. saying it's is the commission. Is that the, but who made that decision? Ultimately, they, who are they saying it made the decision? It sounds like a referee who was watching the fights in the audience made the call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It sounds, sounds like okay. he made Mark the call. Mark Gardner said, like when Nick was handing him the, the scorecards, Mark said, no, he waved off the fight. He waved off the fight. Which Nobody saw it. Yeah, right. That's and so, to your point, where where you're, can, where, I, can I implore you to pay attention? No, to no, no, because no, because you're not getting the logic but, of what I'm uh, saying. Where, where your is logic is flawed. Hold on. Where your ahead. logic is flawed. I understand what you're saying, but where your logic is flawed is that even in the Chris kneeing situation, yeah, they went back to a video right. and talk about what they saw exactly. in a video. Here, you can go back to a hundred videos and you will not see exactly. this guy waving My off the fight. My point at the end of the day is that whether they go to a video or they don't go to the video, they retroactively made a decision, whether it was based on video or whether it was based on someone in the fourth row. They retroactively went back after the ref had had made one call. Had made one call. No, they're not saying that though. They're saying, sure they are. No, they're saying the ref called. No, they're it saying off. the referee no, no, called the, it off. Yeah, 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 they're saying the ref called it off. He's saying no. The referee waved it off. We all saw the referee not wave it off. Right. We have one individual in the audience who who's a referee who said no. He waved it off. Yeah, right. Don't don't do the scorecard. So they're not. So and they're they all not followed what he said. That he was out and the ref missed it. They're saying the ref actually during the yes. fight waved it off. Yes, and sir. Determined he was and that's why I'm yeah. saying. At the bell, How do you say that when we all saw that he, in fact, right. did not? At the bell? Is that when he waved it off? Apparently? No, at the we bell, really he know. said yeah. he, he touched them both, yeah. like, which, is, like which is what you do to right. get Just them to up, to stand them up. Say, They'll do that to it's you at the gym tomorrow. What they'll do to you at the – if you're rolling at the gym tomorrow, Mike, when the bell rings, they'll touch your back to get you up. Ricky Simon let it go. Let it go. It's over. Yeah. Let's go to the scorecards. Marab's getting no, he gets up and then the doctors have yeah. him lay back down. When he's up, for those of us watching at home, uh, he's up. He's got his hat on thing. Yeah. He's got his. He's yeah, ready. I, to... And I think for Steve, the appeal will isolate exactly what we're talking yeah. about. We're not letting him get away with that. We're saying this is what we want, and we're not going away until you show us what the hell we want. To There's know. But nothing that would indicate. That he waved it off. These we are, don't know what the ref know. is doing. Referee was instantly. If the ref said Maybe no, the, no the if ref the ref said, said, you know what, no, you're wrong, no, the ref then did, we would know. So obviously no, he's so going the ref, along the ref did say no, I was wrong. He did? No, he didn't say anything. My That's point, what we're trying no, to tell my you. point, no. My point <laughs> at the end of the day 
is that obviously he's agreeing that he waived off we, the fight. How do you know that? Because not if he didn't, yeah, he's same. not disputing no, it. So, that, so he's not allowed a, to talk. That's an inference because yeah. he could, his silence could be a reflection of not wanting to lose his job, not what he agrees with or doesn't agree exactly. with. Right now, exactly. we don't know that. There's no way we can know that. We know that he hasn't disputed it. We know that oh, we know that they there nobody but the commission has. We spoken. know we know he said he's not allowed to talk. So that's what we know. So Limbo so when he's talk. not allowed to talk, then we we can't assume that he's not disputing it or for it. I just I, well I disagree with that. Okay. Okay. Because the fight went a certain way. The guy gives us says no. He waved it off. At that point in time, the ref could have said no. I didn't wave it off. Instead, he said nothing which then the decision went to the other guy. Therefore, therefore, he agrees with that decision. Right. I, I'm, I'm going to stick. I'm going to say I think so. You're assuming that the ref had in. You, you wanted the ref to go, what are you talking about? I, I didn't. I, I, no, I no, know no. a million people goes, who work if, for corporations yeah, who hate what listen, they do and I'm disagree with it, but go along with it every day. I'm not saying the guy was pressured that or he wasn't pressured. All I'm saying is that. at the end of the day, they raised someone's hand, and that ref had an opportunity to say no. I didn't wait it off. He could have. You're right. He, he could have taken that stance. Okay, and he so could have also thought that, taking that, that he stance. agreed okay, with look, that decision. Uh, how, about this? how about this, Mike? How about if it goes further and that guy has to go on the stand? Maybe he does say that. I never said it was over. Maybe he comes clean. I, he doesn't have to. But, but, but this is where I stand. Time, this is where it's at. Let, let me, let me, where I stand is in the time he was given to say it's over, it's clear that he did not say exactly. it's over. Maybe if it was a McGregor fight, maybe if it was a Ronda Rousey fight and it was a super high profile fight and not a prelim fight, he would have stood up for himself. And maybe who knows? Maybe the ref absolutely thinks he made the wrong decision by not stopping it beforehand. And he's glad that the referee on the outside helped him out. Maybe he's an inexperienced ref. I don't know any yeah. of that. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe the ref is miserable today and because he's I, a fighter and he knows. And maybe that there's I, that's an why I take away on. all those variables. Maybe, maybe and what I absolutely know is that he didn't do it during the time that would normally happen. And he right? hasn't said anything. But, but past, what you make whether a point? He's been allowed to say it or not allowed to say it. The point at the end of the day is that there was a decision made, and he could have said something. No, at he that couldn't point, have though. He couldn't have though, Mike. I, I, He's telling you, you can't, I'm not allowed to talk. No, no, he's saying to you, I'm not allowed to talk. Okay, what's he saying to you? No, no, you said to him, what's going on? Yeah. He says, I can't talk to you. Right, so why don't you, you call him and ask him? No, I don't, it's not the point. The point is, is that they made a decision at the fight. Who's the they? The they is the commission. The they is another ref. And what, Whoever what? it is, they said he waved off the fight. And the guy's not saying, no, I didn't. And he's not saying, no, I did. They raised someone's hand. Therefore, he agrees with that decision that he waved well, it off. He's not just saying, well, don't look at me. He's not saying that. I mean, th that's just what it is. Whether he can talk to a trainer or he can talk to a reporter, who knows? The point at the end of the day is they said he waved it off. And the guy didn't say, no, I didn't. So obviously, he agreed with the fact that he's saying, I waved it uh, off. I think that's, that's a what, speculation. What do you it share? It, it, what because do you share? Marab lost the fight. There is no speculation. Marab lost the fight. Maybe six months down the road, five years is down the road. Is it possible that he was told to say he did when he didn't? It's absolutely possible. But the point at the end of the day is he didn't say anything. He didn't exactly. say. Exactly. And that's what we all told no, no, no. want. We wanted to say, say something. No, I did not. Wave that and he fight didn't off. say yes, I did. He did up. say yes, he did because the other guy's arm was raised and he was the ref. And if it was when a different did you hear thing, him say that? So you're so you're he you're he, he's say saying it. by not by you're allowing like, everything you're to happen going, the way right. it did, right. either right. willing that, or that, unwilling. That's absolutely you know right. Willing or unwilling, he's an accomplice. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So here's a guy that will believe anything anybody says. But regardless, the fact of the matter is, is that in the ring they raised the other guy's hand. So obviously. He okay. agreed that he waved off the fight. Well, okay, no, but well, we, yeah, we so can, Mike, no, if I go thing, Mike, well, agreeing listen, is, wait, agreeing Steve, is what you thought. You Mike, if I go like this, Steve, your shirt is blue, and he doesn't say anything, you're going to assume it's blue because he's not no, disagreeing no. with if it. No, if I say... You're, you're agreeing, what you're saying is, isn't possible. What, hold on. You, there's no way, based on what you're saying, you can say that, yes, obviously because he didn't stand up to it, that he went along with it. 
Right. That's different than agreeing with it. You will never know whether he agreed with it Until or not. He says you can so. see that he went along with it. Right. That I'll give you. He went along with it. That's obvious. What he was thinking while going along with it. Again, how many people have have I known? Have you known that are in corporate settings that go along with a certain corporate decision? I was in the military, brother. We had to do a lot of things that some people yeah, went along with that I didn't necessarily that. agree with. So you can't know whether he agreed with it or not, but you can say he went along with it. it There's no, no way you can know I he just, agreed with it. Marab lost the fight. Correct. If Marab had gone the entire distance and the ref had said he was not out, he would have which won. Which is what happened. Which right. is what happened. He would have won on points. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. But... Between the final bell and the announcement. The final bell and the announcement. Something happened. Something happened, and another ref or commission comes in and says, you waved off the fight. That the referee went along with. No, no, no. You waved off. There's no reason for an appeal, then. You you waved off the fight. The guy does not say, no, I didn't. He went the distance. We don't know that he didn't say that privately. Who knows? We don't know. The point at the end of the day is that they made a decision— in the ring, and Marab's hand was not raised. That means the ref went along, okay, went whether along. you want to say he'd agree with it, or he, he went along with that decision of, yes, you are right, I waved off the fight, and I thought Marab was out. That's it. When I was a young man, Mike, yeah. I was a 21-year-old hot shit Air Force military policeman, and I was called out. I was in Minot Air Force Base in North Dakota. North Dakota wow. And I was I was called out to a special hangar we had out in the distance. Uh, I never really had gone to that hang- hangar. It was in the perimeter of our base. And I got there, and I was, I w- again, a, a, a v- really well loved in the squadron. I did really, really well. And I got this special assignment. For a military policeman, that means you get to stand up for 12 hours with a machine gun in a special place as opposed to your normal place. I got there and I got handed this entry authority list. They call it an EAL. And I I looked at it and it said EAL for the B-52H bomber, which is the B-52 bombers is what we had at Minot Air Force Base. I found it weird that it was a bomber that we had 20 of them over there. Why am I all the way out here for a bomber that's in a hangar? I also found it weird that the entry authority list only contained the names of colonels, and generals. I did my inspection. I opened the the uh, the area, and that was not a B-52H bomber. It was a really weird-looking, awesome-looking airplane. Don't know what it was, but it. I know what it wasn't. No, no, but you didn't. Agree. But do you know when I called in and I called in my master sergeant? <laughs> I called in <laughs> my master sergeant, and he came out, and uh, he said, "What's the problem, Maraboli?" I said, sir, well, I'm here, and I, I did my walkthrough, and I, I have my EAL, and it says B-52. I said, sir, but that's not a B-52. Stand your ass up. Maraboli, that is a B-52H bomber. Do you have any questions? No, sir, I will protect this B-52H bomber. And that was it. I did not agree that it was a B-52H bomber, but I went along with it, Mike. I, I, Sometimes I don't that happens. What, what that has to do. Oh, I think it has everything. It to has do. not. I think that has. I, I and I, I disagree. I think at the end of the day, no, a because, decision because was. Because Liam said, "I did not call off." You, Liam, you called off that fight. Yes, sir, I did call off that fight. You know, okay. that's it. Okay, so then he agrees. So then he did he agree? That's not the point. Is Marab, who we all thought went the distance. Okay, that's not in dispute. What we're saying is. At the end of the day, they didn't go to the scorecards because the ref waved off the fight, whether he did it on video or whether he didn't. At the end of the day, if someone said to him, a commissioner said, no, 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 it's not going to the cards. You waved that fight off. He was out. He could have said, no, I didn't. Well, As I could have said, no, that's didn't. not a B-52. And maybe he did. Who knows? But at the end of the day, they walked in the middle of the ring. And the Mike. guy held two hands, and he lifted one up. That means that he then, in fact, agreed with that he waved off the fight. Look, I'm looking at all your faces. I don't want to be that guy, but I told you so, man. I warned well, you guys. yeah, you can tell I, me whatever you yeah. want. And I, and I, and I, I get that you I, want him to are, win, but the no. fact is is that the well, ref but, made but the, the decision. The arguments, we understand. No, we get, I get yeah. where you're going with the argument. Without question, it, it's, it's 
you know, we're really it, it's just a tough argument because we don't. I, we, we won't I mean, get the same way, but it's a valid point. That's it. But what is a valid that's why do. you need due and, process. Yeah, and, and, and well, but the problem with yeah. due process is if Marab recites right and, and effectively what happened from fifty seconds and yeah. down. Here's when he asked, and he sounds coherent yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. it. That's not going to go over very well the, either. The only so thing they don't want to. They don't want. Nobody wants yeah, to hear no, that. The thing that would benefit that did not happen. There's four of us here that that get along, that all love Marab, yeah. that all love the sport, that all... We're having a conversation they didn't have. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And, and so at least have this same conversation yeah. we're having as a commission that maybe it is a prelim fight mm-hmm. and not a big deal for you, but these are fighters, right, right, Marab yeah. and Ricky, these are fighters who, who really want to advance, to move forward. They want to impact. Exactly. There are other fighters watching. It. There are other fighters watching and saying, okay, so then what do I do? I go back to my question. So do I sit up when the doctor says lay down? Right. I remember what happened to Marab. I remember what do I defy the doctors? I remember what happened to Marab. I remember I know that things can be retroactive. Do yeah, I pay attention said, no, to this? No, I'm standing up. What would they have done? It needs to be cleaned what up they have and done? defined. Yep. And, and would he know to do that? Yeah. So that's the question that becomes. But this conversation we're having yeah. is the conversation a commission should have. Yep. This is the conversation that should be allowed. So that why does everything have to be so litigious? Can we just have the conversation and bring up some points? And that at the end of the conversation... Just like we're having now, we can agree to disagree, and then there's some sort of vote or something. But does it really have to be this non-transparent? Yeah, right. Just and where I, we stick. That's I think I when fighters depend on wife, this. The wife. I, I don't want to use the word petrified, but petrified. Mm-hmm. He's going to lose his job. Of course. You know what I mean? Of course. I I I, I understand. That's a rational. fear. I mean, think about it. It's 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 normal. It's a rational fear. It's it's a place that, like I said, I, I have a hundred of those stories. Yeah. A, a place where I've been so many times that I can absolutely and and have been, and and sometimes I have been uh, told that I agreed with something that was done where I didn't necessarily agree with it, but I sure as shit went along with it, and uh, and, and so it's something that I see really clearly. But I love to have the conversation, especially even if even if it's Mike, a good friend. Who, who's, who's contradictory in, in the conversation. This is the conversation that should be had. When, when you believe that you see something, you are open to the conversation. I'm open right, to being exactly. wrong. I'm open to hearing somebody else's point of view. When I say, hey, guys, this is what happened, and I don't want to hear anything about it, well, you guys problem. could be sure well, as you're shit. you're also there for the I'm, wrong reasons. Right. I'm afraid of what, there for the what, wrong of what might be yeah, true no, or not. Exactly, that commission exactly. couldn't give a flying about Marab or Ricky. Yeah, yeah, period. Exactly. You heard it. That they is it. And it's so want. much they bigger. It sets the precedent. Is that if I'm a fighter, I want to know that if I'm fighting off a choke, if I'm fighting off something, right. if anything's happening, what do I have to do? Do I get up? There was the other fighter, that uh, curly-haired guy, who I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a casual yeah. fan. The curly-haired guy who, after the fight, just laid there. Yeah, well, they said uh, that was structural. Damage. You know, but that that's you know, right. again, we're back again, to somebody determining. Again, explain to me again right. how during that time, again, Mike, we can disagree with everything. Mike. The, the the question happens. All of this happens after the fight takes place. So tell me when that retroactive idea happens. And that's even in the Chris Weidman uh, example you gave, that was still in the middle of the fight. It wasn't the final buzzer. That makes a difference. So again, this conversation is important and I don't think that they're having it and, and worse than that. I don't think that they're open to it. Yeah, this is totally different, I think, than the Chris situation. It it happened at different times. This fight was over. Yeah. The fight was over. That's one huge thing. Yeah, the, the, the fight was over. And so again, that's, they did look at an instant replay and come up with, look, his hand is off the mat, you know, whatever they came up with. You know what I mean? It's totally, totally different. Folks, you're listening to MMA and Beyond. We've burned three quarters of this show on this topic. It's a hot topic amongst friends and family in here. So you could imagine the conversation that's happening in the gyms all around and also the insecurity of fighters who don't really have a, a, a clear direction in this would love a conversation about it. And, uh, and, and we really appreciate everyone's insight. If you want to participate in the show, it's MMAandBeyond.com. That's MMAandBeyond.com. You could reach Ray Longo on Instagram and Twitter, Ray Longo MMA. The gym website's LawMMA.com. 
Fight Shape underscore Ricci for Tony Ricci. He also runs a Fight Science Institute. Of course, I'm Steve Maraboli. That's one word. I'm a pretty findable fella. And Mike Resigliano is MT Resig. Uh, and Mike, the passionate voice you're hearing today, of course, uh, successfully balances two careers, not only as a, an artist, I writer, and film producer. But, but I think he just proved. I think he just proved why he went into writing law in Long Island. I, I and, think he and just also, proved why he's starting to write movies. I, I've yeah, been. I, he's an incredible artist, and I've been to uh, to an art gallery uh, on Fifth Avenue. You have another one coming up soon in New York City. Prestigious yep. art that you do. While I disagree with you wholeheartedly, uh, I do uh, think you are an incredible. Uh, uh, artist and, wow. and, and producer. That's pretty good. Uh, the, 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 tell us about your movie? The Brooklyn Banker. The Brooklyn Banker, incredible movie. And, and good old Ray Longo's, good old Ray Longo eyes. Um, I was telling the guys before that the, the producers were taking pictures. And I, I said, I always post the pictures. And usually uh, when, when my social media team posts uh, pictures, I get my audience says, hey, Steve, you look great. Love that shirt, your hair. Oh, you're so handsome. I get, and you know, it feels great. When I post one sitting standing next to Ray Longo, I'm I'm crickets. I get crickets, <laughs> I and you, everyone's man. like, "Oh, Ray Longo's eyes look so amazing." I He's so handsome. So it it, it rolls that. But fo- eye compliments, folks. For I'm real, back. Though, MMAandBeyond.com, and also if you're listening to our show, we love the reviews. Thank you so much for the five star ratings. Please do more. Uh, even if you don't want to write a comment, uh, some of you write comments. Thank you so much for your great words. Even if you don't write a comment and you just listen to us on iTunes, click the five star button, please. So anyone else who might listen to some of the great podcasts, Rogan and Sonnen and Fighter and the Kid and all those. They will get our suggestion as well. If you like those shows, you may like ours. They may not, but at least give us a listen uh, would be fantastic. And again, uh, we appreciate all that. And you can reach us through MMAandBeyond.com and also through our social media. We do get the questions. We very rarely take the first 45 minutes to talk about one topic, but this one is is one that uh, hits close to home and also has indicators for the future of MMA and MMA decisions. Let's get to some of the feedback we got uh, um, let, let's lighten it up a little bit with Braden Braden Anderson from Irvine, California. He said, "Hey, what were you guys like when you were younger? High school, college, nerds, jocks, popular, rebel, etc." We'll start with you, Tony. Fight shape, Ricci. Uh, just real quiet, man. Nobody knew who I was. Nobody cared. That's uh, definitely not true. I got tw- I got a, I answered ah, Twitter. We just really what? definitely oh, bull crap. I'm not that, buying that. that, that, that yeah, very the, nice, the humble. With Charlie, was it Charlie? Who was it? I, I, said, I don't I know. Sent who, it to you. Yeah, yeah, no, that was nice. Charlie, if you're listening, that was a great <laughs> tweet. But I, I'm sorry, I'm blanking. I might have to go from my. I'd, I'd go to my phone, but they made me turn. So it off. So you were quiet. You were. Good, I was. You I was a good student, or what? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't work, but I, w- I had good grades, and you know, well over. 1100 in the SATs oh, whatever wow. looking that at anything yeah you know and well just, yeah you're super smart yeah I just didn't really you know and I worked all I did was work my family business was commercial fishing so my parents from Italy Long Island yep yep and um, they I'm a first-generation American and so all the sports I did were on my own you know I went to a PA, a, a, the PAL recreation centers to box to judo um, you know Japanese jiu-jitsu that, that's all I had and lift weights so um, I couldn't really do much into scholastic work, 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 and and that was it. So I was a pretty quiet guy, actually. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, w- I had a similar upbringing in Long Island. I, I wasn't a great student. I was kind of quiet. Enjoyed uh, uh, hanging out with my friends, having a good time. I didn't really do that great in school. Passed. I definitely passed. And then at eighteen, of course, uh, afterwards, found myself uh, jumping out of an airplane with a machine gun. So I figured <laughs> education is the answer, Mike. Education is yes, the answer, sir. so I kind of tur- turned that around, and uh, and yeah, aside from that, I don't know that I was a rebel. I, I was indifferent. I was listening to music, and girls were awesome, and I had a great time, man, and then I turned into an adult as I, as I got a little older, as I got scared Brutal. straight, scared straight, yeah. traded in those, those weapons for books. It, it definitely made a big difference. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mike? I was, a, I was a jock. I played lacrosse uh, in uh, high school and college at Hofstra, and... Um, and you played college lacrosse? Yeah. That means Hofstra. you were really good at lacrosse, sir. Yeah, well, so we had a good team. Where did you play high school? St. Mary's okay. and, uh, in Manhasset. And, um, and my grades were not good, um, but I got a lacrosse scholarship. Um, uh, that was just because I was spending too much time uh, working at McKeebs Depot for all four years of college and then 
I went to uh, law school. How I got in, that's uh, well, I, well, uh, let's qualify. I, I think you have to list, Damon. You don't have to explain. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You guys are going to – people are going to call and say, Michael, you're right on the nose. Those guys, no idea. Oh, uh, yeah, well, they'll be right with the no idea for sure because I have no idea. And that's, and that's that. That's awesome. You, sir? Man, I wouldn't even have an answer to this, but I, I, I was doing martial arts. That's really all I gave a shit about, probably. But oh, we're hanging out with friends, you know. Usually, when, drinking, when someone does out. martial arts young, they're into not a problem. Into music a lot, yeah. really into music a lot, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Not the smartest guy, not the dumbest guy. Hang, hung out with some pretty radical dudes, though. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that, but always knew the difference between. But you, you right got an accounting wrong. degree out of St. John's, yeah. so you. So were, I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think my father really pushed education, you know, as a big thing. I think I was probably the third guy in my family to graduate college. You know, my brother being number two, and I think I had a cousin, which at that time was a considered a big deal. But mm -hmm. he never went to college, and I thought he prioritized that. But uh, you know, stayed out of trouble with the law, I think, but had a lot of close calls, and things could have went and totally different exactly. directions Sometimes but they did and again i think i'd always had a good sense of right and wrong but uh you know some of the craziest people i know were the most loyal and you know really closest friends you could have and some people that you thought were you know studious that were totally opposite and that's i think one thing you find out in corporate america is that you know you know just because you're wearing a suit doesn't make that's you a nice right. guy you yeah. know what i mean some of the nicest guys i i know were really uh you know, pretty wacko, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Which is, you know, I don't know. I think it's the same today. I'm not sure. It, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's any much, different. I don't think no. it's much different. But um, the same, the way I am today is the way I was in high school. You know, I think I, you know, made people laugh and you know had yeah. some fun times with everybody. You, well, you keep certain characters. Yeah, I, I go to every. You know, I think I've been to every reunion. You know, we always have a. It's just, it's just a fun time. It was it was a good time. If you go back to a reunion now, does everyone you go back as the great Ray Longo? Does everyone talk? I think the with last you? time, yeah, definitely the last time. But I think that was my forty year reunion, right? Forty years, I'm gonna say, yeah, if, a, if, yeah, maybe like a year, a year and a half ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a great great reception. A lot of people following MMA. Can't believe it. You know, cool. remember me doing martial arts in high school, and at that time, you know, you were told by your instructor. You know, don't even tell anybody. That was right. part of the thing, element of surprise. And, you know, back in that day, if a guy opened up a martial arts school, they whited it out with that white shit on the windows. They didn't even want you looking in. Imagine that. Wow. Where that changed, you know. And then it wasn't until somewhere in the 80s where it was birthday parties and little kids and nobody, you know, it was total... I think the Koreans changed that culture with the Taekwondo. But back in that I, day, I, it was... I wouldn't go with that. Yeah, they, it wasn't... You were not going to make money teaching martial arts, mm. that I could tell you. You didn't want to let anybody know. It was, like, kind of secretive and that type of stuff. Even the first kickboxing champ I had, his, his friends didn't even know he was taking, you know, martial arts anywhere. And then he <laughs> I mean, wasn't he was even, a champion. He wasn't even... Well, no, at that point, he did. <laughs> I, 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 I think <laughs> when he met me, I changed that because we were already past that point. But he, he didn't... His, Mother and father didn't even know his first couple of fights. He didn't even tell them, you know. And I think there's a lot of people out there that did the same thing. But that was a totally different point in time. And but it was a great point in time because everything was new, and you know, it was great. Great. And now it's great now stuff. it's like me, right? You can't wear enough gym clothing and take a thousand pictures every time you go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I want everyone knowing I'm doing this shit. I think hey, look, it's for the better, though, man. Everybody's working out. They feel yeah. great. You know, if you feel great, your home life's going to be great. You know, it's, uh, yeah, generally uh, you know quality feel, of life yeah. is going to be great. Be a better a, world if everybody felt great. Uh, you know, it's like Much music. You know, place. look, music, martial arts, they transcend all it's cultural bullshit and yeah. race, religion. Totally. You know, it doesn't matter what religion. If you could play that guitar, you, if nobody gives a shit exactly. what you are. If you're a good jujitsu player or a good boxer, nobody, nobody can give cares. a crap. Nobody yep. cares. It's a community. Man. It's a community. And that, that's what I find is the beauty of I it. I agree with you wholeheartedly and, on that. Uh, that's the beautiful part of it. And that is the, the beautiful part. part of it. That's the best part because I, I think it will solve a lot of problems if people could just, totally. you know, yeah. Ray, I'm going to shoot back over to you from a, a Twitter question uh, from uh, Hamburgenado. Uh, how do you help a fighter come off a loss to recognize their mistakes without shattering their ego? Especially when they're, when they're on a skid, I can imagine there would be a balance between fixing technical issues and helping the fighter believe in themselves. You've been in this situation. Yeah, I've been in that situation, but uh, I think that's even a question you can answer. But, you know, it's, uh, 
You get them back in there, you build up their confidence. I think we just saw it with Aljo. He came sure. off a brutal, brutal <laughs> knockout. Looked amazing. But, you know, like, again. If better you than ha- ever. Yeah, better than ever. If you have the – look, we always knew he had it, too. But if you have the right team, right, they're there to put you up on your, on your shoulders when you win, and they're a safety net when you lose. And Matt always says that, and I, I believe in that. And he's just surrounded – look – no, the groundwork's already been laid. You know, Matt was knocked out in his first UFC fight. He was coming in as like a phenom. You know what I mean? And he could have left me. He could have did. A, but we stuck together. We believed in each other. I'm. I'll always be grateful for him for mm-hmm. that. That'll be part of the speech for uh, doing fame. that. Because I mean, the, the the flack that you know, did you have him box? Was he doing this? And it's, this was Can't at imagine. a point in time when everything was new. Everybody was trying different things. So. You know, he came back and became a world champion. He was cut from the UFC. Then he gets the comeback show. I mean, think of this story. It's unbelievable, you know, what he did, just having the belief in himself and where he got, and he certainly deserves being in the Hall of Fame. So with that is what I'm saying to answer that question is Aljo was surrounded by a lot of people. You know, like Chris Weidman was undefeated when he lost. You know, how does that feel? So for me as a coach, instead of me telling you what I think, I think it's always better to hear from people that have been through it. You know what I mean? Even when Jenny got knocked out, yeah. you know, which almost crushed everybody because, you know, sure. we never saw that. I think Chris Weidman really made her feel good just by talking to him and say, look, I've been there, man. I know what it's like and it sucks. But, you know, it's almost like group therapy. Yeah, you know? sure. And you start to talk and, you know. So we are surrounded by people with a lot of experiences. And, again, although I could probably answer some of the questions, I would much rather – pass it off to these people who have been there and I think it's more heartfelt and you know because somebody could well you were never there you know what I yeah. mean so look I would and I would qualify that when I'm telling them but I all I could tell them is look I could tell you what the other people around me right. that I've experienced do but talk to them they're yeah. right next to you that's the beautiful part of that gym and I think Aljo realized man I'm, everybody still loves me Everybody still believes in me, and what else is better than that? You Everybody know? dove right back in, get him ready yeah, for right. next fight, and get him going. And you know, again, he wanted you know? to change a couple of things, and I didn't argue with him. Yeah. And uh, hey, look, it worked out. You know, and he's uh, he's a special guy, and you know, as a coach, man, I'm just going to play to everybody's attributes. Like, not everybody in that gym is going to look the same way. You know what I mean? Because everybody's gifted in different ways, and I'm going to accentuate what I think are their best attributes. You know what I mean? I always have a core thing I like to do. Like, you know, I, I love the conditioning to be on point. I love, you know, I like great boxing, you know, like some low-line kicking, mix the mix in for the t- – but that's it. Other than that, you're going to go – everybody's going to be different. If if Al looks the same as Aljo and Aljo looks the same as Wyden, Weidman looks the same as Matt, that's crazy to me. Agreed. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So they all look different for a yeah. reason because they all bring in their skill sets, different body types, different stuff. And that's it, you know. That's so motivational interviewing of training, in a sense. Sure, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, you know, to answer that question, I yeah. think he was surrounded by great people that have been there. We let him grow at his own pace, and I think it paid off. He came back against a very game uh, Brett Johns. That and, kid's and a tough kid. It, it, was, tough it was a good – it was it was good, and Al Joe looked better than he's ever looked yeah. in, 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 in the octagon. we can build on that. Not better yeah. than he ever looked in the gym, yeah. but definitely well, better than he looked so, in the look, octagon. The other thing everybody has to realize, you he got a hope. Amazing. On that day you're fighting, man, you wake up feeling good. You <laughs> right. know, because you got you It's got a bad day to have a bad day. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. So it happens. I listen to guys analyze fights and talk, and I'm not saying they don't know what they're talking about, but – they don't know the ins and outs of what's yeah. going on, man. They don't know what injuries guys have. They don't. There's exactly. a lot. Who's working around that? And then they start analyzing what the guy's doing. And I'm like, yeah, I, I get you're doing the best you can for what you know. And, right. But there's only right. a couple of people that really know what the deal exactly. is. You know and, what I mean? And he- Hembergadino uh, from Twitter, thanks for the question. And it goes down to it. You're always just shaping stories man you're helping them reveal the, the best version of yourself helping them shape those stories and listen to what ray has is saying and has done as well as the other fighters in the gym he, he's created an environment conducive to growth and you could do that in your own life as well not just in the gym man so thank you so much for uh for your question let's go with uh let's go with one more we have um 
I'll go back in here, but actually, I want I'm going to go with uh, clearly a friend of the gym, uh, <laughs> clearly a uh, uh, Nick V, uh, Nick clearly, v. Oh, clearly a friend of the gym. Storm. Can we talk about my my? We'll close with that. We'll close with that, Mike. We will not forget. If you uh, didn't embarrass yourself, today, no, no. Let me tell you something. Listen, yeah, yeah, I was letting you have it. no idea. We, you guys have no three, idea. No idea. All you guys are all completely the off base. Why the attack? Why the attack? Listen, Nick V writes. You guys are killing it. Thank you so much, Nick. He, he has two parts. The first one is, in need of energy help, for guys like me fast-tracking to 50, do you recommend testosterone supplements to help with energy, metabolism, or any of, any of supplements? If so, which ones? That's definitely well, for, Tony's question. Yeah, well, first of all, um, just quickly, Nick, uh, there are no OTC supplements that really are worth a dime regarding testosterone. Um, Over-the-counter. OTC, right. forgive me. Yep, over-the-counter. Thank you, Stephen. And uh, otherwise, the only other option is to take testosterone, which is TRT therapy, which will give you energy, which I, which is taking steroids. Okay, just please don't tell me at 53 all I'm doing is going back to my natural level uh, that when I was 18, so I'm not really taking drugs. If it was natural, then you'd still have that level at 53. So you have to make a decision if you really wanted to do anything with TRT. It would have to be pharmaceutical. You'd have to get a script, and then you got to take it for the rest of your life, essentially. So it's a big decision, and one I know I wouldn't personally commit to. But regarding energy, energy, there is nothing that gives energy. What you do is energy. You, the energy is a product of what you do seven days a week. Good eating, good water, good sleep, good training, stress reduction. There, there's things that give you energy per se for 15 minutes. Uh, there are even some good nootropics, brain supplements that do that. But if you want energy, it's cumulative. You, so you're saying energy a, is a byproduct of behavior. It's a, it, Completely. And, and, and look, as you get older, you're not going to have as much. But you have to pra you practice energy. You don't get it. It's not given to you. It's not granted to you by a pill. If you want energy, sleep eight hours a day religiously or nine hours. Work out. Keep your body. And Nick's doing all this, by the way. And keep your body weight at the optimal body weight so that you're not carrying stuff on your body that doesn't belong there. Eat well. Eat the best foods that will provide energy. Drink a lot of water. Do what you like in life, and you'll have energy for it. You ain't always going to feel good. No one said you're supposed to feel good every day. So some days you're going to be tired. But you got you to gotta push through it. Those are what give you energy. Nothing. It's a behavior, Steve. You said can, it back. Can I throw in a quick little Please. behavioral I agree, hack? I agree with that 100%. Yeah. You know, especially, You've practiced it yeah, now. I think, I, you know, whatever. You, you I, look, I, got the best, I got the best compliment ever from uh, an old student who stopped by. He goes, dude, you look great. You, you want TRT? No. Yeah. You know, I know I mean, you're really, not. Oh, no, definitely not. No, I think I'm... I mean, don't. I've been with you for a year and a half. It's I tempting. I mean, I'd like it's to see what that would look it's like. It's tempting but, for me, but, for all yeah, of us. Right. But it's not. It you know, it's not an answer until. But what are you going to say, Steve? Yeah. I'm sorry. I, was, I was just going to give Nick uh, a couple of little behavioral hacks for energy. It's uh, something to be enthusiastic about. So Nick, actually, mm -hmm. your body only likes two things: dopamine and serotonin. It's the only thing that humans actually like, and we create an entire life based on how we manipulate those chemicals in our body. So actually, a quick little thing for energy would be to goal set in a way that you, you would make a list if you're going to the grocery store. Map out your day in that way. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to stick to it 100% because I know life happens. Uh, but if you map out little goals, little accomplishments, little things that you're enthusiastically checking off your list throughout the day, it actually gives you a hit of dopamine that is a reward center for you. Mm -hmm. And you'll be triggered with what you will feel as energy. It's the enthusiasm of go. dopamine. So that's a quick little, a quick little brain hack on how to get uh, energy dopamine. And that's people who, too, right? People who get, you could talk to Richard Branson right now. He's always carrying around a little notebook, and that notebook is at five to seven things that he accomplishes throughout the day. It's his little trick because he has his version of me somewhere telling him, hey, do these things. You don't have energy all day long because you are actually getting, a, literally getting a dopamine hit every there single time you do it. we go with you have to get energy, you have to expend energy. Yeah, right. I absolutely. mean, I mean, and that's the other thing. Like, There's that's why I, really, I can't thank Jenny Nadell enough because she's there every day for me. And I, I, you want to know something? I don't want to let it down. Some days, yeah, you're not you know, I'm not going to do, do it. it but then you know what? Even if I do something and I get going, all of a sudden it's a totally different yep. thing. You get where I thought I would never get through it. Then I'm like, wow, I got a lot of. Energy. You have an incredible workout, right? Right. So that, I mean, I, I'm going to say that as I just 
get started, do something. Even if you feel horrible, exactly. get move. on that station, just, everybody. Yeah, move. Even if it's the path of least resistance. You, I can tell you what, tell you what the Trade worst thing to move. do is laying down. Exactly. That's yeah. not going to help you. Yep. You know what I mean? 100%. Of course, number two on, on Nick V's message was, Who's the best 48-year-old rookie boxer in your gym destined to be a light heavyweight amateur champ? <laughs> that tells you a little bit of his enthusiasm. Say, I think that well, might I'm 46. Be, <laughs> that might be uh, a guy not Nick V. I think. Well, <laughs> you're, uh, yeah, Nick, you're not a heavyweight, sir. Oh. Nick, it isn't. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you why it's not Nick. Like because, Nick, we don't have aspirations for you being a light heavy. We have aspirations for you being more toward the... Um, upper middleweight class. Right. So Powerful. so you're out on that, Nick. Powerful. He's doing really well. I, but, Nick, but Nick V's doing really well. So yeah. we're going to have him, you know, in, in the um, heavy we middleweight We want class. him to be another successful. <laughs> That's right. All right. So great show. We want to talk about Mike. You wanted to bring this up. Of course, I don't want to close the show without uh, telling you again, as, as I opened the show, that we did get our very first look phone call to nice MMA happy. and you know, beyond. Ray can't even lovely, I got to tell you, just, a lovely woman, a lovely on. voice just, from. I, can we I, contact that woman, Steve, and see if she still has that I same didn't sentiment want to call after her. tonight? After tonight, <laughs> she's going to say, you know what, this kid, she I doesn't back down. She likes the show, and she wanted more from Mike. Well, she got it tonight. Let's see if she likes more from Mike Rasigliano. Can you give us the number, too? No, I don't know. I got it. He no, sent me a text. We know you he sent me a no. Out. He <laughs> sent me a text, and it was very nice of her. And thank you. It was, it was, she liked I, the beyond of the MMA beyond, opposed to the MMA and MMA. What was her name? It was not. Uh, was I don't remember. It was like either name? Stephanie or you it was don't even something know like her that. Name. It, it, You're only I was just listening to me. Thank you, Stephanie, or whatever. Or and it was very kind. Because it was jumbled. He said it was a recording. I didn't get the name. I I literally forwarded you the voice message I received. She was very kind. Because it came into my company uh, can, can voice messages because MMA and Beyond doesn't have a phone number. Right. So she must have found my site. Maybe Law MMA chose not mile. to call Law she MMA. Chose to call mile. me and left us That's a message, right. and I forwarded it to you because I thought great. it was so nice. It was very nice. Such great her. things to say. Because she likes yeah. the art. She likes the beyond <laughs> in <laughs> MMA and beyond. Okay? Wow. And thank you. And yes, I stood up to the big bad bully. Wow. Ray Longo. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That was three bullies tonight. <laughs> three bullies. Nobody That's right. I yet. stood my ground. They finally, they finally figured out what I'm going through <laughs> tonight. I'm glad you did what you did. <laughs> Made it easy for me. He stood his ground. He stood his ground, and 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 it's all in good humor. And for Liam, you should call him and thank him because <laughs> the whole commission. He's. Uh, yeah, the I whole wouldn't commission. be surprised. Was Liam? He was the ref. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if old Liam puts out a statement. Yeah, put out a statement, Liam. Say something. This has nothing no. to do with anything. And, and Just do MT Resig. M.T. Resig, and, right. and congrats on your success as an artist, sir. And we love having you. you on here, folks. This is MMA and Beyond. You just listened to episode 14. Please don't forget to check out MMA and Beyond on iTunes. Tell people about it. We have great conversations. We talk about what you want to hear. We'll talk about who we'll talk to who you want us to talk to. Send us your recommendations. You can reach Ray Longo at Ray Longo MMA. You can reach me. I'm Steve Maraboli. Tony Fight Shape Ricci is Fight Shape underscore Ricci. And, of course, Mike Resigliano is M.T. Resig. If you're listening to us on iTunes, I put all of those uh, those contact info as well as the website right on the description. All you got to do is copy and, and, and find us on Twitter and Instagram. Share, share, share. Thank you so much, folks. This is MMA and Beyond. We'll see you next time. 